order to effect a timely halt to deteriorating conditions and to ensure the common good, a state of emergency is declared for these territories by decree of Lord Cutler Beckett, duly appointed representative of His Majesty the King. By decree, according to martial law, the following statutes are temporarily amended. Right to assembly, suspended. Right to habeas corpus, suspended. Right to legal counsel, suspended. Right to verdict by a jury of peers, suspended. By decree, all persons found guilty of piracy, or aiding a person convicted of piracy, or associating with a person convicted of piracy, shall be sentenced to hang by the neck until dead. Sovereignty itself, of course, is not subject to law, for it is the author and source of law. But in our system, while sovereign powers are delegated to the agencies of government, sovereignty itself remains with the people by whom and for whom all government exists and acts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to His Hardline. This is your place, this is your source to get the word of God learn true history of this nation. This is the place and the source where you get solutions on how to become a free people, to have the right to assemble. One nation under God, one community. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time and we will push him back on their side. Welcome to his hard line. It's time to get our nation back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Oh, good evening, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side. Well, wait a minute, Jason. Well, how is that even possible? Well, it's very possible because they're the ones that prompted me to get this podcast going. So they are the host. They're the ones in charge. They're the boss. They're the CEO. They're the president. They are the executor of this whole thing. And they are the ones behind the wheel and they're steering the ship through these crazy chaotic waters that we call life through the storm. So welcome to His Hard Line. We are going to be doing a His Hard Line discussion talking about the National Assembly update and more. And so that is exactly what we're going to be doing. So, welcome. It is Sunday, October 23rd, 2022, and I'm looking at the chat board, and it looks like Rita had a little good time at a wedding. Let's see. Glad to be home. Went to my niece's wedding in Vegas. Oh, Vegas. <laughs> Did she have an Elvis uh, uh, person to, uh, <laughs> to, to, to marry her? <laughs> I tell you, Rita, are we going to see another movie of, like, The Hangover Part 4 or 5? Huh? I mean, really, are we going to see you like driving down a strip in like a convertible with like five cops chasing you like OJ style? And then you're probably going to have like a cheetah in the front seat and Mike Tyson in the back seat sipping tequila. Like I could see that with you, Rita. I could definitely see that. 
<laughs> so anyway, <laughs> and if I, I saw a picture of Rita because somebody in our county assembly went out there to Colorado, uh, California. Um, and so she uh, sent a, a picture back uh, of her, Angie, and Rita. And if you saw Rita, she looks just like the sweetest lady. She is far from like the hangover type, you know, just FYI. I don't want to put the wrong idea out there about Rita. She she would probably be so far from it. Now, me on the contrary, uh, you you probably get me in that situation maybe 10 years ago. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I'd be I'd be blacked out drunk. You know, it'd be it'd be bad. That was pre Jason being saved. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, so anyway, so because we're pressed for time, I had such a busy day today. We're going to get rocking and rolling here. Um, <clears throat> a couple things. So before we get into the assembly update and more, I wanted to play a couple things that I listened to and, um, it's very worth the listen. The first thing has something to do with our government and how our government wants us as slaves. Let's give this a quick listen to This is from TikTok. What the government wants is slaves. This is what, this is, slavery is not gone anywhere, right? So the old school idea of slavery, let's talk about slavery. A government would get slaves, make them work for free and build things. That's slavery. So they've stopped doing that now. So what do they do now? They get people, make them build things for money. The government print all the money. So if a government can create as much as they want of something from thin air, and you'll give up your life for this thing they can create from thin air as much as they want, you are still their slave. That's it. You used to be a slave and you'd work all day and at the end you got food in the house. Now, you work all day, you get money, and you spend all your money on a food and a house. Like, nothing, slavery is still here, my friends! Nothing's changed, right? Nothing's changed. And what they want is they want slaves. They want slaves who are going to comply and pay their taxes. And whatever kind of indoctrination or societal programming they can instill inside of people that can keep them doing that, they're going to do. Anything it takes to stop people waking up and realizing, whoa, the government's fucking me here. Let's forget Corona. Let's forget locking us all in our houses and taking our businesses away. I'm paying how much tax? What? They're, they're, they're helping me how much? If you actually wake up and look around you, you realize you're being destroyed in real time. What the government? So my apologies for the F-bomb. I totally missed that when I first listened to this. So whoops. I do not like trying. I really try not to push anything out there that has an f-bomb in it but so i do apologize that did slip through my bad um that kind of made me cringe i was like ooh, like, that was a major fail um but he's right though he's absolutely right you know once upon a time slavery was basically where people had to work obviously without money well we're still in a system of slavery but except they're paying us but see, but you know, back then when you were a slave, what were you working for? You were working for a roof over your head. You were working for food and basic clothing. That was basically about it. Nowadays, it's the same thing, except you're getting paid. And then you, they're just, you know, you get to choose what you get to buy for clothes. You get to choose where you go out to eat or what you buy at the grocery store. You get to choose what job you get to take. So the illusion of choice and freedom is there. However, Technically, in this system, this matrix system that the corporate government has here, they called the corporate United States of America, okay, or the corporate United States, it's still a slave system. Okay, now you might be blessed enough to have a job to where you have some excess so you can enjoy some extracurricular activities, okay, like maybe four-wheeling or boating or whatever, but make no mistake, they count on people to go out and take a bunch of loans out so they can, you know, make the monthly payments, 
on boats and four-wheelers and snowmobiles and God knows whatever else that you want to try to go out and have fun. Or that sport car that was me three times over and over with an 09, a 13, uh, Ford Mustang GT, and then a uh, Ford F-150 pickup. I did it three times and it sucks. Well, I did it again too, actually, with my wife's car. But I, this time I put a ton of money down. Um, but I was retarded, you know. But, you know, my wife's car was severely going to pot and I was not about to wipe out my cash reserves um, on a brand new car. I was like, no, nah, I, I can't. I can't do that. So I just told her, I said, look, going forward, I'm just going to tell you right now, the next four annual bonuses don't have any plans for them because all that money is going right to that car. Um, but there is another reason why I also went and did the loan, too, because <clears throat> what's coming ahead? Well, Jason, what's coming ahead? Well, I don't know. Just read between the lines, okay? And it has everything to do with Nassar. But again, that, none of that can happen until we get our 38 states, which by the way, since we're doing a national assembly update and more, let's talk about those 38 states. Here's what's going to be happening. Now, I can't really give you specific details because we don't talk about anything over here until it is solidified with a public notice. But I can tell you that last week, I know I said there were three states in the hopper right now that are being worked on getting their assembly put together. Now, that number went from three to five. That's all I can tell you at the moment. The reason I can't tell you anymore, again, is because those people that are assembling in those states, they have to get business going. They have to develop a quorum. They have to establish meetings. They have to document these meeting minutes and everything in between. They have to address their grievances. Okay. So there is a process here. And so as this process unfolds with the assembly, that is then when they put together as an assembly, they put together a public notice to their state, letting their state officials on the de facto side, hey, we the people are now assembling in the de jure government here, the Republic of XYZ state. And so then that has to be published three weeks in a row, back to back, because the only way you communicate with the land of the dead, a.k.a. the de facto, the corporation, think about the word corporation, corp, corp, corpse, corpse is a dead person, right? Well, so is a corporation. It's a dead entity. So the only way to communicate with the dead, a.k.a. the corporate world, is through public notice. That's the only way. There's no other way. It's not through email. It's not through text. It's not through smoke signals. It's not even looking at whoever might be representative of the corporate entity we call, we know as the United States Corporation. Even if there is a face, there is no communication that will be recognized. It's all done through public notice. Yes, and Rita is absolutely right. It's just like an obituary. It's exactly like an obituary. In fact, my father-in-law, who has his own business, and he still does it right now, bless his heart, he's like low 70s, but he's an appraiser. Well, whenever something goes, I believe, in foreclosure, it has to be published three times in a newspaper. Public notice. Okay. So there's five states right now actively being worked on. Okay, now we'll be able to disclose what those states are the minute public notice is made and we get past the rebuttal stage. Now, what will that mean? Okay, so we're already at 14 states plus five. That brings us up to 19. We need 38 minimum constitutionally 
in order to get our union of states. So then basically what happens when we get our 38 plus states is we tell the de facto government, well, we the people now have officially assembled our union of states per the constitution. We are now coming out of interim status. Basically, your services are no longer needed. Bye-bye. We are in charge now. And then that's when the military comes in and they do an acid test to make sure everything is proper, making sure that every state that is part of that 38 has held their meetings since without any meeting uh, being adjourned, uh, sine die, meaning without a time and a date to readjourn. They make sure that everybody's in good standing. I mean, they go through and comb every state assembly, every county assembly thoroughly because before the military fully, keyword there, fully submits to we the people as the main authority figure, they need to make sure and do an audit to make sure we are solid because we have to be lawful. We, the military as a government, because they're their own government. They're a sub-government, if you will. They're not going to submit to the will of the people unless it is lawful, as it should. Not willy-nilly, not 90%, not 95%. It has to be 100% undoubtedly solid. So when those five states get situated, we'll have 19 states. Now, some of you, if you're listening to this for the first time, you'll be wondering, well, what are the other 14 states, Jason? Okay, here we go. Quick rundown. We got New York, North Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Missouri, Arkansas, Michigan, North Dakota, Montana, Hawaii, Alaska, and Nevada. So those are 14 states. Two are settled. Jason, what's settled mean? So there's two different statuses. So we have 14 states total that are assembled, two that are assembled and settled. So settled means that we have our seats elected and reseated, the seats that have been sitting vacant since 1861. So that means Alaska and Michigan are holding, between the two states, national elections. So we vote, we, we excuse me. We cast a ballot for an interim president of the United States. And forgive me, I forgot the exact um, position. Uh, Supreme Court, I believe, or Supreme Justice. I forgot what it is. I think Supreme Court Justice, I believe it is. I cannot remember. Forgive me on that one. But it's a national position that's being held. So right now, Michigan and Alaska participate not only in their state elections, internally for the de jure government, for the, you know, the assembly, but also national. Now, whatever state comes out of, uh, excuse me, whatever state starts getting their seats situated and settled and reseated, say Hawaii, for example, or California, then they, that state will also be able to participate in national elections for the de jure government, the, you know, the Republican form of government. Hmm. I think I said California, Pamagene. It was last on the list. And if I did, I f forgive me. Yeah, so California. I'll, I'll repeat it one more time just to make sure. So yeah, Alaska, California, Montana, North Dakota, Missouri, Arkansas, Hawaii, 
oh, my stupid phone, Hawaii, Kentucky, Tennessee, Michigan, Georgia, Florida, North Carolina, and New York. So 14 states. Now, here's the other exciting part. Oh, that's okay. I miss stuff all the time myself. I, I just wanted to make sure I did get your state. Now, like I said, there's five states in the hopper right now being worked on. Now, after Destry's interview that he did last week with um, Leanna on her Power Passion Freedom show, let me tell you what. First off, Leanna at Power Passion Freedom is a godsend. Glad to have her. Glad that she has the following that she does because I, mm, I can't say much right now. But it sparked the attention of some pretty high-profile people. So we'll just leave it there. And when I say that, I'm saying that with a huge freaking smile on my face right now. It burns my insides right now that I can't say anything. Thank you, Destry, for being a tease. We'll just say that. It's not nice. It's not nice. I wish he was on here. I harass him right now that's not nice <laughs> but big things are about to come and can i tell you i'll tell you this getting our 38 states is not going to be a challenge we will get all 50 i'll just say that and here's the other exciting thing after the interview that destry did with liana's uh last week not the one he just did today but with last week Florida, which has been needing more members, Florida got 33 prospecting people that wants to join the assembly down there after listening to Leanne's show in Florida. Just Florida alone, which my mom is a part of down there. I believe she's the, I think the recording secretary down there. I can't remember now. I got her involved. In fact, she almost, let me tell you this, she almost got involved with the state national assembly. She came up here visiting me one time. We had her, um, you know, cause I, I told her I was part of the assembly. So she, so she started trying to inquire. Well, I don't understand. Like I gave her the website. I don't know. Somehow I guess wires got crossed. I don't know, but somehow she started asking me questions and she was attending phone calls on days that I wasn't doing phone calls and you know, for the, for the assembly. She goes, how come you're not on this one? I'm like, uh, because there's not a call. She goes, well, I'm, I'm on it. I'm like, mm, I'm like, what are they talking about? And well, anyway, I, I come to find out because then she started asking me. She goes, yeah, did you paper up yet? Did you paper up yet? I'm like, what the hell is this term paper up? What is that? She goes, well, that's what they call it. When, when you change your status, papering up. I'm like, oh, no, 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 nope. Turn around, do a U-turn, do not pass go, do not collect $200, get the hell out of there. Get off the game board. In fact, flip the game board over. You do not want any part of that nonsense because what you're doing is you're getting tied back into the corporation on the back end. You're still doing intercourse with the corporate U.S. government. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. And then when she realized... And she was in the wrong one. Then she started questioning me. She was like, well, how do you know you're in the right one? I said, because I've done my homework and my research. No offense to you, Ma, but love you. But I, <laughs> I've i been vetting the, the National Assembly and the Michigan General General Assembly quite extensively. Because I was not about to get a part of something that would land me in jail. I have a family to think about. 
And so, yeah, you damn right I was vetting for three months, close to three months, before I actually made the commitment and swore to, you know, basically, you know, uh, did my JCO and the other documents, which is not papering up, by the way. You're not changing your status. Maybe one day I'll, I'll do a reading of those papers, those documents you signed. There's three of them. One of them is a JCO. It's a Jiro Covenant of Office. I've read them before. Maybe I'll do it again as a you know recap because I'm seeing more and more people follow this show, follow you know following on Telegram, following on True Social and and TikTok. God bless all of you. Thank you. I can't take any credit. Really, I really can't. It's this is all God's doing. He's the one that pushed me to do this. He's the one that led me to do this against really my laziness, and here I am. And so I can't, I, I just can't take any credit for this. I mean, this is all God's doing. I, I, that's all I can say. Now, all that said, because <clears throat> I am getting hungry, and I'm, I, I'm not going to make this a very, very long-winded show, but I will, I want to play, first off, I want to play this. Now, this is a, um, a scene from a movie. I hate uttering this man's name. Because he is one of the top pedophiles of Hollywood. But I did like this movie. Maybe you've seen it. It's called The Terminal. With Tom Hanks. It's actually a very interesting movie. Now I'm playing this scene for a reason. Because I'm going to lead into another sound bit. Bite that came from Leanna's show. Um, yesterday's show as a matter of fact. One that Destry wasn't on. Because Destry was on today doing a Q&A. But I have two clips from her show from yesterday I want to play that I feel need to be reiterated. But let me play this scene first because this is a very profound scene. As far as the state nationals go, and, and again, I'm not, if anybody that listens to this, I guess let me just qualify the, 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 the next um, few moments in this show. I want to make sure that you know I am not pointing this out to poke fun at anybody. Because that is no laughing matter. In fact, it pisses me off that you got people like AVR and David Strait, or as Destry calls him, David Crooked, or or Bobby Lawrence, leading so many of you good people down a, a wrong road to entrap you. And it really saddens my heart. Because if you went all the way in the process of, of correcting your status and, and pledging, you know, an allegiance and an oath to something that is actually basically not the United States, the true United States of America. It, it almost, in a, in a way, unless there's something that some smart person, man or woman can figure out, at the moment, there's no way that you would be able to actually be a member of the, you know, the National Assembly. Not because we don't want you, but because of the technicality behind it. Because what you swore an oath to was in common law, technically. And so I just, I want to just, with a, an open heart and with true sincerity, I hope you can hear it in my voice. I'm not playing this next piece to poke fun at you. But this is pretty much what, what joining the State National Assembly is. Give this a listen. Dvorsky. Sorry to keep you waiting. How are you? I'm Frank Dixon. I'm the director of uh, Customs and uh, Border Protection here at JFK. 
which means let me before i continue on with this clip let me just say this so if for those of you that never seen the show or the movie the terminal tom hanks plays a uh, a foreigner from a country called krakosia or whatever and he was flying to the united states well while he was in the air to paint the picture real quick his country erupted in war it was like a revolution okay well what ended up happening was with this whole revolution things happening and you'll hear it in the clip he basically becomes a man without a country there it is let's play the rest of this did i help people with their immigration problems now uh we're looking for an interpreter for you do we how are we doing do we have an interpreter okay uh but i understand that you speak a little english yes oh, you do yes okay yes good i hope you don't mind if i eat while we're talking i have a bit of bad news it seems that your country has suspended all traveling privileges on passports that have been issued by your government. And our State Department has revoked the visa that was going to allow you to enter the United States. That's it in a nutshell, basically, right? Anyway, it seems that while you were in the air, there was a military coup in your country. Now, most of the dead were members of the Presidential Guard. They were attacked in the middle of the night. It was a terrible firefight. Uh, they got it all on GHN, I, I think. Anyway, there were very few civilian casualties, so I'm sure your family's fine. Mr. Navorsky, your country was annexed from the inside. The Republic of Krakosia is under new leadership. Krakosia. Krakosia. <laughs> Krakosia. Right. Mm. I don't think, uh, I don't think he, he gets it. Okay. Uh, let me, let me, okay. Look, imagine that these potato chips are Krakosia, uh, okay? Krakosia. Krakosia. Yes. Krakosia. Okay. Uh, so the potato chips are Krakosia. Okay. Okay. Uh, and this apple. Big apple. Big apple. Big apple represents the Liberty Rebels. Okay. No more Krakosia. Okay. D new government. Revolution. You understand? So all the flights in and out of your country have been suspended indefinitely. And the new government has sealed all the borders, which means that your passport and visa are no longer valid. So currently, you are a citizen of nowhere. Now, even if we could get you new papers, we couldn't process them until the United States recognizes your country's new diplomatic reclassification. Yeah, see, you don't qualify for asylum, refugee status, temporary protective status, humanitarian parole, or non-immigration work travel or diplomatic visas. You don't qualify for any of these things. You are, at this time, simply Unacceptable. 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 Big Apple tour include Brooklyn Bridge, Empire State, Broadway show, Cats. Well, I got more bad news for you, Mr. Navorsky. Cats has closed. Okay, okay. <laughs> now I go New York City. Thank no, you. Mr. Navorsky, look, I cannot allow you to enter the United States at this time. Uh, uh, we can't allow you to go home either. Right. And the thing is, you don't really have a home. Yes. You don't. Technically, it doesn't exist. I mean, it's a, it's like a it's like a Twilight Zone. Do you ever see that show? Yes. Huh? Did you get that show over there? Yes. Yes. Uh, Talking Tina, Nightmare at Thirty Thousand Feet, Xanti Misfits. Well, Xanti Misfits. It's out of limits, sir. Oh really? Well, it's not important. Anyway, where do I buy the Nike shoes? Yeah. So he basically becomes a man without a country. And so he, he ends up living in the airport because he can't step out of the airport on American soil and he can't get on an airplane to get back to his homeland. 
So basically he becomes a citizen with nowhere to go. He's a citizen of nowhere. So hopefully this paints a picture for those that might almost get involved with the state national assembly. What's going to happen is you will technically be a citizen when the United States, okay, when the union of states gets their 38 plus states and we become a republic again, the way we should have always been, a de jure republican form of government, you will no longer have a state to 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 have your allegiance to. You will then become well, basically a citizen of nowhere in the technical sense. Now, is that to say that you're going to get deported off the face of the earth? No. Are we going to send you out in the middle of the ocean on a raft? Say that's where you live now till you die. No. But what I'm saying is when you get involved with the state nationals, that's what basically is going to happen. That's what is happening. Excuse me. That is what's happening. Keep asking me what's happening to the state national. Let me tell you a little story about that. State national has never been around before. I'll pay anybody big money to prove in our founding documents where it says state national. It doesn't. Doesn't say it anywhere. And another thing that came, you know, I was talking to Destry, we, we came into this. Very interesting. Remember the USC code? I read it to you. 1101. It states a state national. And those aren't founding documents. A state national is a person owing permanent allegiance to its state. First of all, we're not persons. Forget that. The point I'm trying to make is the USC is a corporate document. The USC tells you what a state national is. Therefore, the USC has jurisdiction or they could not tell you what it is. They mention, just take notice, in the USC of an American national, but they don't give you a definition of it because they cannot, they don't have jurisdiction over it. But they do give you a definition of state national. Therefore, it's in the USC. You must abide by these rules because this is what it is. Therefore, the USC is telling you that we have jurisdiction, the USC has jurisdiction over state national. Therefore, it's controlled by corporate. There's not one thing in the USC about American national and having control over it. Right there is the proof. It's there's a million ways, and then they're saying, "Oh well, you know, a state national, oh, is part of its own nation." Okay, and what happens when we become a republic? One nation under God, under God, all the individual nations must go bye bye. So now, where's your allegiance to? A nation that no longer exists? 
Yeah. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States for America and to the Republic for which it stands one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Yeah. And Leanna is absolutely correct in her assessment in with what, well, what she just said is regarding the state nationals. What's happening is, I mean, see, think of this for a second. It's like saying, well, I'm going to cure cancer with more cancer. Do you see and hear the lunacy behind that statement? So back with the state nationals, so with their correction status, so they go down to the U.S. passport department, wherever the passport section is, right? And they correct their status. Okay, here's the thing. See, that's where it already goes south, south right there for me. When you have to go to a de facto corporate department within the corporate, you know, yeah, with a corporate department within the government to correct your status, you 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 basically are doing you're you're trying to remove your the very thing you remove remove yourself from the very thing by the same entity that you're attached to does that make sense they trap you they trap you or as destry calls it they're the kidnappers with the tons of candy in their van with no windows with the door wide open say come on in we have tons of free candy except in this case they say come on in correct your status never pay taxes again property taxes say bye-bye this could be now for you there's one problem because when the lawful assembly finally gets everything situated and solid you're going to be screwed See, I often talk about how when the assembly actually gets put together and we get our 38 plus states, I will say, you know, I, I have said that we will not have to pay property taxes or sales or, you know, or federal and state income taxes. And, you know, we will not be unconstitutionally raped and pilf, you know, pillaged out of our own pockets. But see, here's the difference between this, what their, you know, this whole status correction nonsense with the state nationals and what the National Assembly does. We are working for the rest of the nation. See, when you correct status, you're just doing it for yourself. It's self-serving. Do you, do you see the selfishness in that? Is that serving your fellow brothers and sisters in this nation, your fellow patriots? No. Is that serving God's people? No, it's, selfing your, it's, it's self-serving yourself. Because for the sake of saving a ton of money, do you think I want to pay taxes? Hell no. But you know what? I'm still going to keep doing what I'm doing until we get our states the lawful way. I know what's going to come. I know we will have our, you know, get to that moment where we are all free and truly have real liberty and real freedom with real sovereignty where evil gets kicked out and see it's for me it's not even about money it's for me 
The reason I got involved with the assembly is because I want my daughter raised and growing up and have her kids raised and grow up in a nation that is truly free, prosperous, and abundant with God centered at the heart of everything. That is why I did this, not to try to get away from taxes. Yeah, that's going to be great when that happens. Yes, it's going to be great when all debt goes away because all the debt has been funded and, 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 you know, procured by these banks unlawfully because it's fraudulent money. It's, 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 it's worthless. And so anybody that has a loan actively or mortgage, it goes bye-bye, but it doesn't go bye-bye overnight. Again, like Destry says, there is a process and forget about the financial benefits of all this. Let's not forget when we the people assemble, we now make up the grand juries in the in the local county levels, our you know our petite grand juries to our state grand juries, on, and then to the grand juries on a national level, and then therefore, <coughs> excuse me, had a little tickle in my throat, and therefore, we will be able to petition the grand jury to hold trials against these people who committed crimes against humanity. See, that's the biggest thing. Not only about getting our freedom and liberty, and yes, being able to keep more of the money that we work so hard for, but to really, at the end of the day, squash evil and get it off the face of the earth. What did Q always say? These people will not be able to walk down the street. You want to know why they're not going to be able to walk down the street, ladies and gentlemen, of the jury? Because they know that if it's known that they committed a crime against humanity or sedition or they're treasonous on any 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 crime they're going to be held to the contempt of the constitution the people are going to be able to petition the grand jury for a trial for said man or woman or person whatever and depending on the judgment they're either going to spend a lot of time in jail or hang This is why they're not going to be able to walk down the street. I hope this makes sense to you. This is very important. I don't make, I don't play around with this subject. I, you know me guys. I like to joke around. I like to laugh. I like to engage with you guys in the chat board because it's a great community. And thank you for sharing this show. I, I really appreciate it. But make no mistake, when it comes to the National Assembly and my state assembly, I don't joke around about that because, again, I want my daughter, like Destry said in Leanna's show last week, I don't want my daughter growing up into her adult years and looking at me and yet have another generation being complicit with the status quo and not fighting evil and trying to get rid of these tyrants. I don't want my daughter coming to me and be like, Dad, what happened in your time? Why? Why, how could you let this happen? How on God's green earth am I going to be able to look at my daughter in her eyes and answer her truthfully and be like, I, you know what, baby girl? I, I, I don't know. I was too busy trying to chase that dollar, I guess, to pay for the bills. No. The hell with that damn dollar. The money will always make itself available. Trust in God. God has infinite resources. F the money. In fact, real quick on money, let me play this for a quick second while we're on the subject. Money is not real. 
I say this all the time and people act confused. They don't seem to know exactly what I mean, but I mean exactly what I say. Money in, its, in and of itself is not real. Things are real, value is real, exchange is real, but money is not real. The reason you do not understand that is because you are living inside of the matrix. You must see the real world. And once you understand how things truly function, it's like lifting yourself up out from inside of your own body and viewing from above. You'll see yourself, you'll see your surroundings, you'll see your neighborhood. You'll now have clarity. And when you come back down into your body inside of the matrix, you'll know which way to walk. You would have mapped it out from above. You must escape. You must reach the real world. In the real world, you will learn that most of the things they told you aren't real. The judicial system is not real. The financial system is not real. None of it's real. Law and order in and of itself is not real. Money is not real. I know you want money. I understand why, because money allows you to manipulate the people who still believe in money. It's not real to you, and it's not real to me, but I can take some of this not real entity and give it to someone who believes in it, and they will give up their time and their life doing what I want for something that isn't even real. It's beautiful. That's what's so amazing about money. Not that it's interesting in and of itself, it's that other people believe. But for you to make as much of it as possible, you need to start understanding it's not real. It's a matrix trick, and I'm gonna allow you to learn inside of the real world. They had tried to destroy me and tarnish my reputation and destroy all of my lessons, but they have failed. I have built a platform which exists completely outside of the matrix, the real world. And inside of the real world, I will teach you things that cannot be taught anywhere else on the planet. 19 modern wealth creation methods, things that you will not hear anyone else say, things that are not taught on YouTube, things that your parents and your school and all these other matrix organized organizations are never going to teach you. Only I will teach you. Money is not real. Yeah. And so while we're on that subject, here's the thing. You know why money's not real? Yeah. I mean, I got dollar, I got digits on a bank account and I got some, you know, green in my wallet and in my safe. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's all fraudulent because the Federal Reserve are the ones that print it. Well, guess what? The Federal Reserve is privately owned by the Rothschilds and they are not constitutionally allowed to print money. It's not backed by anything, folks. In fact, what we are going to get back to, we're going to get back to a silver standard. Just just the other day, I received an email from Bix Weir, who follows the silver uh, market very, very closely. And he was just saying, all the physical silver in all the warehouses around the world were sold two years ago in a complex derivative, derivative transaction. And guess what? Now it's all being delivered. Two of the smartest and richest people on the planet are now fighting for who gets the most physical silver before the price moonshots. Who are these two people? Well, one, I don't know offhand, but the other one I can tell you right now is Warren Buffett. But now, apparently, the U.S. Mint has turned on the Silver Eagles production machine again after one month of being down. And so they just posted the production of 850 million U.S. Silver Eagles in the last week now alone. So we're going to be keeping a close eye on them as they report their weekly production levels. Now, we need to remember they can produce somewhere in the neighborhood of around 60 million Silver Eagles per year, which is about 1.15 million ounce coins per week. And so clearly the demand is there as premiums have skyrocketed to close to 100% above the price of silver. Now, we expect that the U.S. Eagle premiums to drop quickly if the mint produces at full capacity going forward. But 
But if this is just a temporary production run, then there will be no relief on premiums and it will shine a spotlight on the fraud at the U.S. Mint. But, you know, we will see. Again, money not backed by precious metals is fraudulent. It's it's worthless. You're carrying around and you're transacting using common artwork is all you're doing. That's it. That's it. Here's one other soundbite from Leanna's show I wanted to play regarding Russell J. Gould. And somebody asked me not too long ago um, about uh, Scott McKay, the Patriot Street Fighter. They were asking me, oh, is Scott bad? I, don't, I can't tell you character-wise if he's bad or good, but I will say this. He is definitely a big BSer because he was touting this Russell J. Gould bullstein about how he captured the flag. And this is legit. This is how we get our country back. I mean, Scott McKay is talking about this. No, he's wrong. He's wrong. I don't care what he looks at. And he's deceiving many of his own audience, just like Ann Vandersteel. Deceiving much of their audience. Ann Vandersteel is part of the state nationals. Deceiving many. And believe me, their names are on a list that will be petitioned to be in a grand jury. Yeah, they may not have committed crimes against humanity, but what they did is they deceived many. So you could still suffer some severe ramifications for fraud. You're part of the media, technically, and you're lying. If my, if Russell J. Gould captured the flag of Washington, D.C., hear me out here, guys. He says he captured the flag and he took it to the queen and he claimed it back. And he is the head honcho because he captured, when you capture someone's flag, you got their country, right? He captured the flag of DC. DC is what guys, a foreign nation. If he captured the flag of a foreign nation, nation and he is claiming to be a United States person, isn't he treasonous? Couldn't we do a citizen's arrest right there and then? Mm hmm. I think there's still more. You can call in the military and have him taken out. When we have our republic, the military answers to us have a quorum and say this man is treasonous remove him done yep just like that done so anybody that's following these narratives and these lies i'm gonna tell you right now it's all part of the deception be very careful Be very careful. I'm not going to sit here and say you need to believe every word I say. I'm not sitting here telling you you need to believe everything Leanna says on Power, Passion, Freedom. I'm not saying you have to believe everything Destry says or anybody for that matter. What I am saying is lean on God. Pray like you've never prayed before and be specific with your prayer. Jason, what are you talking about? Be specific. What I'm saying is 
Ask him specifically, God, please give me clarity that Jason on his hard line is not giving me a bunch of crap. Is he telling the truth? Is Destry Payne telling the truth? Is Leanna at Power, Passion, Freedom telling the truth? Are these people good? Are they deceitful? Am I to follow AVR and David Strait? Are they bad? Is Scott McKay telling me lies? Is Ann Vandersteel? Is X-22? Is my mom trying to lie to me, trying to get me involved with the state national or national assembly? Never take anybody's word for it at face value, folks, including me. Use discernment. Vet. Investigate. Here's the thing. If you can't investigate on your own, under your own authority and your own merits, I should say, right? Under your own, using your own due diligence, and you're just going to just blindly follow whoever seems to have the best story to follow and whatever seems like the best shiny idea, we don't want you in the National Assembly. Please walk away. I'm not kidding. Walk away. Sit in the sidelines or just go binge watch something on Netflix. We don't want you because we need people that are sound in judgment of the bad deeds that have taken place in this nation. We need good moral people. Well, Jason, I'm pretty moral. Well, are you? Let me ask you a question. If somebody in your family was a nurse and they were prescribing COVID jabs to hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people at their job, knowing full well that they didn't want to take it themselves, but yet they had no problem administering it. Why? Because it kept their job. That was their order, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry, but I have people in the medical industry, doctors and nurses. If I found out any one of them administered that shot, you better believe I'm petitioning the grand jury for a trial for them. Why? Well, Jason, why would you do that? Why? Because they're my family that gives them a pass? No. Because they administered a poison that killed somebody else's family member. And I, you think I'm going to give a pass on that? No. Murder is murder. Sorry, I love my family. But so did the other family members of that person, man or woman, that died from getting that shot. From either being coerced or pressured. Or both. Or lied to. Sorry. Not sorry. Yes, I will be that guy that would actually stand on a trial jury against a family member if they were known and it's provable with evidence that they administered X amount of shots to X amount of people out of how many got injured and died. You, you better bet your bottom worthless fiat dollar and any future silver that you hold that I would do that. You damn straight. Why? Because that's the right thing to do. Why, just because someone's an aunt or an uncle or a, ner or a cousin or a brother or a sister or a mother, I'm going to give them a pass for following orders? 
I might as well say I'm a Nazi sympathizer at that point. No. That is not what we need. So back to my original point. If you can't research yourself and discern, we don't want you in the National Assembly. Do not email us. We'll get our numbers anyways. I'm going to tell you that right now. We'll get all 50 states without question. So we don't need you. We need solid, sound people with good judgment, with good moral fiber, ethics. I hope I made myself very clear in this. Let's do the warrior's prayer. Heavenly Father, your warrior prepares for battle. Today I claim victory over Satan by putting on the whole armor of God. I put on the girdle of truth, may I stand firm in the truth of your word, so I will not be a victim of Satan's lies. I put on the breastplate of righteousness, may it guard my heart from evil, so I will remain pure and holy, protected under the blood of Jesus Christ. I put on the shoes of peace, may I stand firm in the good news of the gospel so your peace will shine through me and be a light to all I encounter. I take the shield of faith. May I be ready for Satan's fiery darts of doubt, denial, deceit, so I will not be vulnerable to the spiritual defeat. I put on the helmet of salvation. May I keep my mind focused on you, so Satan will not have a stronghold on my thoughts. I take the sword of spirit. May the two-edged sword of your word be ready in my hands so I can expose the tempting words of Satan. By faith, your warrior has put on the whole armor of God. I am prepared to live this day in spiritual victory. Amen. Mm. Amen indeed. Amen indeed. I can't really add anything more to that. Amen. Some of you might be thinking, man, uh, Jason, he is kind of a hard son of a you-know-what. Man, he would actually go on a jury against his own family? Yeah. If it meant that they took the life of somebody else's family? Yep. Yeah. Those are the kind of people we need in the National Assembly. Not vindictive, revengeful, revengeful you know, full people. We don't need vindictive and spiteful and people who are seeking revenge. No. Make no mistake. I would never want to see any family member of mine in prison ever or hung for crimes committed. However, if it meant me making a sound judgment of the deed, especially if it meant taking the life or maiming the life of somebody else that was somebody else's family member. Yeah, I'd have to go along with that verdict and plead a guilty. Or, deli you know, deliver a, what do you call it? Deliberate a guilty verdict. God will judge, but, you know, I'm hoping, not hoping, I know God would forgive all that commit those crimes. But again, it's not for me to judge and forgive. It's for me to judge the deed. That's it. That's all we're here to do is judge the deed, not the person, just the deed. And so, yeah, you're darn right. I would. So that is all we have for today. Remember, 
Like I always say here, <clears throat> at his hard line, we are firm. We're steadfast. We're uncompromising. As you can tell, I don't compromise on anything. I refuse to compromise. I will not make concessions to the enemy. I will not bow down to Baal and Satan and all his little minion whores. I refuse to, not doing it. They've crossed our line far too many times and we're done. We're pushing the enemy back on their side of the line. That's it. That's it. No more. Remember, as the states in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be strong and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Proceed forward, hardliners, and never waver. This is your land. This is your country. This is your life. Own it and protect it. Protect God's people. Have a blessed day or night wherever you're at. We'll see you back here tomorrow. God bless. Ask yourself, are you better off today than you were four years ago? We have a Democrat governor and a Republican legislature. They all failed us. They failed us through the shutdowns. No one stood up and fought for us. They all laid down. They're one and the same. It's a corrupt uniparty. Hi, I'm Donna Brandenburg, and I'm running to be the next governor of the state of Michigan. The only true conservative, it would be my pleasure to serve with honor and integrity. In the United States of America, we are given opportunities that are unparalleled anywhere else in the world. And I want you to think about what would you like this country to look like? Your voice counts. We get to determine, because we the people are in charge, what this country looks like, what the state of Michigan looks like, and how it's run. Choosing a governor for the state of Michigan is a job interview. That's your job, to decide who you want to manage your financial assets. We own this state and you get to decide how you want your state to be run. 
We are not a nation of political parties. We are Americans. And it's time to end this nonsense of dividing us up and keeping us fighting against each other. We need to stand together as Americans fighting for each other to defend, to protect, to help ensure the opportunities that our forefathers enjoyed. They gave us everything we need to put this state back together. It's a wonderful time to be alive. And we're going to do just that. We're going to put this nation back together. We're going to kick the criminal politicians out and those that have robbed from us for years and who have taken our rights, who have spit on our Constitution. The time is now and their game is over. My first responsibility as governor is to listen to what you want done, to find out what we the people want to have happen in this state. Your voice matters and what you think is important will be listened to. We will find ways to listen to every single one of you, aggregate that information and do what's in the best interest of the people of Michigan. We the people standing together is the key to taking the state back and assuring all of our rights are protected and that there is opportunity going forward. First and foremost, we have to have free and fair elections and they have to be honest. The First Amendment, your right to freedom of speech. You should be able to say anything you want to say without any threat or coercion hanging over your head. Second Amendment, the right to bear arms shall not be infringed, period, end of story. Constitutional carry, I think we should have tax credits for the purchase of firearms, ammunition, as well as firearms training. And I think all of these unconstitutional agencies need to get out of our state and we hang that on the 10th Amendment, starting states' rights. There's so much we can do going forward. I love Michigan. I was born and raised here my whole life. I've traveled a lot. I've traveled all over the state and this is a beautiful state to live. We are so blessed. It's time to take back the American dream. Our vote should never be motivated by fear. Vote your conscience. Vote Donna Brandenburg for governor of the state of Michigan, November 8th.